So this we, week on Dick Talk, we want you to participate <laughs> as if this were a conversation okay. in the living room without recording, without mics. Yes, correct. Even though my living room obviously is miked, and all of that information <laughs> goes to snuggery. Well, it's none of your business where it goes to. I don't know what the snuggery is, but I really want to be involved with it now. <laughs> Anais Nim, I think. All right. Was it? Right. Let's do it. Do that. Yeah. Secretly timid. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Hi. It's Sunday, April 8th, and by the time you listen to it, it'll be the 10th, probably. Um, Megan, uh, here with Sarah. Hi. And Otiano. Hello. John. Hello. And special guest, Lair Bear. Hi. Good morning. Hi. We're so glad that you're here. Uh, From Portland, Lair Bear, or the artist formerly known as Lair Bear, or the artist not actually known at all as Lair Bear, but yeah, I suppose all those. Larry, I should have asked your permission. I'm sorry that I <laughs> that I debuted that on the air without asking you first. That was not cool. Otiano thinks I'm a stoot. Yes, Larry is clearly of the Mustilidae family, in, in my opinion. He is he is definitely like yeah. How's the expression go? A randy as a stoot. I, I don't know what, what that means. About? What is What's that? What's a mustilidary? <laughs> uh, well, a mustilidary would be a place that mustilidae inhabit or frequent. <laughs> this, in the in what this the case, fuck is that? Refers to a family, uh, the, the, the the musdalid family of mammals, which includes the weasel, Muslim musdalid, <laughs> not Muslim. They do not face east and pray to Mecca and or stay Please rails. tell me we're <laughs> yep. talking about gooey ducks. <laughs> we are. No, this is wait. No, not about Gweeducks. No. Although Gweeducks are a whole other thing. We are discussing the family that includes weasels, stoats, and uh, ferrets, uh, minks, possums. How not do you possums. Feel about possums that? are marsupials and not mammals. Um, kind of. I've gotten okay with it over the years. He just said that you were weaselly. <laughs> he so did. So animals with like stink packs. Actually, well, the, <laughs> the, the first time this ever Musky. came up, he said. Uh, he said I was weasel-like and uh, in, oh. in, in complimentary, uh, attempting to be complimentary. And I went, you know, I think I could be ferret-like. And he's like, no, 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 not ferret, weasel. No, okay. <laughs> Although I later appended it to stoat. Yes, to be clear. He, I, I, he is a strange person, but I, I, I can't see how weasel-y or weasel-like would be Larry complimentary has in any way. He has this thing where when he's excited about something, mm-hmm. his affect and his the, the way he moves his shoulders and his neck and just kind of like, not quite, not quite that, more of like a <laughs> overall, like his body language is very, you know how they have those, those long sleek bodies and also when they're, when they encounter something they're curious about, they're pretty curious creatures, they sniff all around it and get all um, up on it and kind of like try to figure out what the thing's all about and Larry's very inquisitive that way. He, if you, when Larry encounters something new, it's not just like, oh, look, here's this new thing. He has to know, like, all of the nuances and errors. Roll it yes. around. Yeah. Exactly. Give I've it a lick or two. <laughs> exactly. I've got a question, Otiano. Sup? Well, A, let me, the, the featured song this week is Press Play by the, the, the Layawakes. Nice segue. And uh, what animal do you think Megan reminds you of? I'm just curious. Well. You should give us all animals. Bizarre question. <laughs> that, uh, you know. Um, Your friend uh, Julia gave me a, an animal. 
uh, I always I've, I've been calling you sexy Eeyore, so um, I think that's kind so of so a donkey, <laughs> specifically a a, a, a a amenable and uh, um, mildly pessimistic stuffed donkey. Yes, amenable has never been used to describe me. <laughs> in this case, in the sense, what's the opposite of that? <laughs> obstinate, unpleasant, <laughs> agitated. Yeah. Unwelcome. I, I, I mean, in, in large part, as long as we're not referring to food, I've always found you to be largely amenable. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, curses! My attempts have been foiled! <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Noted. Do me next. Oh, <laughs> honestly, to we're me, it's like it, it, either, it either suddenly appears or it, it, um, it's, like that, it, it's a long simmer. I, I can't do it on the spot, I'm afraid. Sorry. Mm. If, if it does come up, I promise I will let you know. Okay. I promise. When I think of weasels, I think of uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yes! That's what I was there thinking of. Yeah. I was thinking that's more of That's not how I... Actually. I mean, I've, I've just only met you. <laughs> but that's not at all... You haven't got that ass ...how I yet. thought of you. I find it fascinating how in our anthropomorphization of animals, we definitely have decided which animals are the good animals and which animals are the bad animals, so to speak. Why? Why do you think that's weird? We do that with everything. Oh, no, no. I'm not saying it's weird. I'm just pointing out the fact that we are assigning arbitrary good and bad to various animals when the animals are just being animals. So, um, weaselly, or to be weasel-like or whatever else, versus to be like uh, proud or noble as a lion, versus to be a snake and cunning as or whatever else. All of these are entirely arbitrary assignments to... Um, to these creatures have little to do with them just doing their thing. To your point, yesterday I gave a passioned, impassioned defense of the leech. Oh, do <laughs> go on, sir. <laughs> that was just a, a philosophical conversation that I got in with that Uber driver I was telling you about. <laughs> nice. And uh, we just got to talking about, uh, you know, what is so wrong about being a leech? Can you imagine if you were a leech and everybody's like, you goddamn leech. And you're like, I'm just a leech. I'm just trying to do leech stuff here. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Why is this bad? Why mm-hmm. am I bad? Why am I a bad animal? Especially given how um, medically useful they've been deemed in the ways that they've been used to address swelling or compartment syndrome. Um, leeches are very are, are used in a variety of uh, medical applications. Pretty interesting stuff. That's the, that's the value, though, to humans, though, right? Exactly. Yeah. Which yeah. Is a you're, either, you're either rock and roll or you're mm-hmm. medically useful um, or you're shit. Yeah, yeah, it, it's or, all or food. It's, it's that lens supposed to just no. Be like I, I mean, chickens aren't very highly regarded, and they are delicious. Oh, my sister <laughs> has chickens. She loves them. Yeah, yeah. She does post videos of them all the time. About that salmonella, though. I mean, you know, just say it. Well, Imagine okay. being a salmonella bacteria. <laughs> all I'm doing is just trying to take over your body and kill you. I mean, you know, I'm just trying to live over here. All of us, don't we all have the same goal, which is to survive? Exactly. I agree entirely. And, and to put. Good and bad judgments on it is um, very uh, biased, right? Yeah, yeah. It's especially, so we, we, we had a brief discussion of parasites a couple episodes ago. And um, one of the most fascinating things uh, uh, that, 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 that the book Parasite Rex brings up um, and the, a lot of uh, endosymbiotic theory and um, um, discuss, you know, mutualism and or other cooperative and or uh, seem to be uh, bad for one or both organism type inter- any kind of interactions between two given organisms regardless of the um, 
allegedly uh, um, objective harm or good provided to either organism, the competitive strategies that have evolved within those matrices that allow for the, imp- the improved survivability of either organism in that interaction is a byproduct of that, inter- of that interaction. So it's, it, the, the value judgments get a little fuzzy pretty quickly. So it's, it's like the, the flies around the elephant's ass serves a purpose. They do. Yeah. Exactly. Symbiotic exactly. relationships. We had a parasite episode. I don't know if you... I uh, yeah, walked right into that one, didn't I? <laughs> you did. You did. You really did. That's a, that was a few weeks ago if you'd like to uh, revisit or visit that, depending on your familiarity with it. John, how was your week? Um, it was 75% good. I watched this TED Talk by uh, poker pro Liv Barry, who's uh, as brilliant as she is gorgeous about uh, percentages and how we should... Um, uh, I can't talk all smart like she does. Um, you know, like how, let's say, if Megan asks me, hey, do you want to come out with us tonight? And I'll say something like, uh, actually, no. I won't say this. I would <laughs> no say no. No is what you usually But say. sometimes you say, uh, well, I'll probably head out that way. I've heard that minutes. people say I'll I maybe, might come I'll out. maybe do that. <laughs> you know, and then her, her brain will interpret that to be like 85% he's going to show up. No, absolutely. My intention is like 20 percent i'm staying home and so you know so what is experiment is to be a little bit more precise with our wording by by good percentages so i've been trying to do that like saying but what is that a interpretive uh percentage based upon like how you know that person or your own i think just your own intention but i mean you can watch the ted talk it's on it's on youtube well, and there's a lot of reading into it, what you want to see, yeah. probably. Um, and if you're more precise with your language, you take a little of that uncertainty out. Do what's interesting is the whole, like, her whole discussion started on her telling a story. Of her She's she's dating um, another poker pro, Igor. I cannot pronounce his last name because it's very complicated in Russian. Um, him asking her or her asking him, what probability you think that we're going to be together in three years <laughs> from that, oh gross from that came this huge discussion and i'm just like that's something that i would never ask it's not especially very sexy po- <laughs> yeah. especially if you're a poker pro seriously right <laughs> who here's bluffing <laughs> but I, oh, speaking of which oh my god there's there the people in the uk know what the fuck is up there's this game wow. in england called gold balls have you all heard of it no no okay it's basically like a bluff game so it's like you are you're sitting across from your opponent or you're not opponents and <laughs> <laughs> from someone okay um and I'm, I'm talking weird because I haven't talked to anybody at all today. So I'm like, I, my brain Welcome, isn't John. fully... Welcome, Welcome to being a human. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> he's so, doing so, a horrible job. So <laughs> you both have a gold ball in front of you. And there is a sum of money. And you can either agree with this other person to split the money... Or you could say, I'm going to steal the money oh, yeah. for myself. It's a game show. Yes, it's a game yeah. show. She was on that game show before poker. And hmm. she stole the fucking money. But th- th- there's this whole bargain thing. Like, hey, I'm not going to screw you. I'm not. Let's just let's just take like you know, it's twenty thousand dollars. I'll take ten thousand. You take ten thousand. I swear I'm not going to, you know, take it all for myself. And she was so convincing, and she took the fucking money. And it, it was just. I think about this problem <laughs> often 
I think about this problem a great deal. I'm, I'm familiar with the scientific basis of that problem. And I, I would love to like have some like sci-fi series where everybody's hopping on the ark or whatever, and everybody takes that test, and basically everyone that takes the money fails and doesn't get the fucking ark. <laughs> well, it's funny, because yeah. in her, her post-show interview, she was... I mean, this... She's she's brilliant. She's, she's like a rocket scientist. But... Um, Anyway, she said you know, the goal of the game was to to win the money. That's the purpose of the game. And I mean, so she, that's the purpose of the game. Yeah, this is my life, point: why they right? wouldn't get in the fucking ark. There is, <laughs> you, you do know there is no such thing as altruism, right? Yeah. Like everything is it's selfish. Is motivated well, by what can I get out of to it? To be clear, I agree with you, but there's also a matter of scope and or range in that in, in that arrangement there is altru- there is no altruism purely for altruism's own sake but there's a recognition that i can do this thing that will be good for me in the long run and good for other people in the long run oh darn i happen to also help other people yes so it's a byproduct yes nobody gives a shit about that <laughs> firsthand but altruism does give you like an adrenaline rush there is no altruism i don't know what you're talking there is, about please don't tell my students that there's no altruism i'm sorry they should know I mean, don't tell the they already things. know based on the population that comes. <laughs> I, I would argue that it's one of these things that if we're going to get into the what is human nature type argument here, then we could then, of course, we have to address Not just the fact. human. Fair enough, but we have to. Okay, that's complicated. Parasites too. too. That's com- that's complicated by the fact the that we're, we are, we are the, the fact we? that we are having this discussion. Parasites parasites don't have this discussion. The point, <laughs> How do you know that? Um, you don't know that. While there is a possibility of very complex chemical signaling, it does require a certain degree of abstraction that we're fairly certain does not occur in those neurological matrices. But the point I'm trying to make, and there, there are tests he you tries, can take. He tries to, to dazzle on. you with big words when he's really not saying much at What all. I'm trying to, okay, there are tests you can take to show the degree of self-awareness and or abstraction a given organization or organism is capable But those are of. our tests. Yeah, yeah I agree with parasite you. parasite tests. And there are a whole bunch of other tests you can likely do to try and figure yeah, those out. I'm, and we should continue doing those tests. I wonder how we'd all score on the statement. parasite test. There you go. I'm not going to make the absolute I would score very high, exists, very highly likely to be a parasite. <laughs> but regardless, I'm trying to run my point before I lose track of it because you distracted me with this invalidation of the idea of parasites being able to conceive of abstract concepts. That shit. See, I that love it. Your it was a validation of parasites being able to do that. that I'm saying that they itself, can, and we don't know that that very concept yourself is based Let's on not human. Pretend. Like we are the end all be all. Oh no, I'm thoroughly on that train. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I am very much on the train of humans need to get off the fucking high horses. So a glad bit. to be a co-passenger with you on that train. The, oh, oh, now we're working together. Noted. <laughs> but I didn't know we were working against each other. Well, I that's didn't, interesting. I didn't know we, we weren't working against later. each other. <laughs> but John, what about the 25 percent of your week that was not good? There you oh, go. That's Please, just back a, to that. That's just that's just you can't you can never have 100. percent So the rest of it was just. Not wanting to uh, to work. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Extra overtime. Like, I didn't want to work yesterday, but I had to work yesterday. Whatever happened with the so mandatory required overtime? Um, I didn't make the full 15 requested. I only did 12. <laughs> requested. Um, yeah, that's all I want to talk about it. <laughs> Sarah. Dear, tell me how your week was. My week was good. It was a lot. My mom was in town. Percentage. Mm, how good was it? Mm-hmm. Define good. 
Oh boy. You define good. This is your week, <laughs> not yeah. mine. Oh, good job. It was good a, redirection. It, it was a, it was a great it was a great <laughs> week. I love my mom and, and it was great, but it was also stressful because she had to have several surgeries that I drove her around for and then it was very much a caretaker invalid role Debbie um, yes for the second half of the week but it was lovely because she got to meet all my friends and see my place in Dallas and um, see where I work and she really enjoyed herself so that was nice is she, gonna, she, is she a future guest on the podcast um probably not but she she would love that she lives in North Carolina so she won't be back for a while yet but maybe she'll be a new listener what we shall, part, we what shall part see. of North Carolina she ended up listening to our entire last the entire episode of last week actually she was, oh she, she was did drawn, I mean she was sedated <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's why it was so entertaining to her <laughs> that's what we count on actually mm-hmm. yes. yeah we have a, a sponsorship uh, to note later from a pharmaceutical Valium, company Zoloft, which one yeah so. No, it was good. It was good. And um, thanks to Purdue Pharmaceuticals <laughs> right? oh, for all the opioids. Purdue. Don't get me started. Don't, well, it's um, the year of yeah. the Wonder Chicken. Don't get you started. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> what part of North Carolina? My grandmother, li- or my grandparents live in Greensboro. Uh, my brother is in Greensboro, actually, and uh, my mom and sister are in Asheville, in the western uh. part of the state, in the mountains. Um, it's like a yeah, it's like a little hippie enclave that's grown and grown and grown over many years. Um, and I compare it with Santa Cruz, where I went to college, actually. But it's in the mountains. North Carolina is a beautiful state. Mm-hmm. I really like is. you use the word enclave. <laughs> and I actually am upset that I use the word hippie because <laughs> it's 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 uh, that's sort of reductive. It's beautiful. Asheville's beautiful, and that's why my mom and sister are there because it's so green and lovely and luscious. And that's actually where we've both lived there. Yes, that's how mm-hmm. Sarah and I met. And mm-hmm. also, Asheville is one of the two temperate But you didn't rainforest. know that you met. No, well, yes, but no, but I yes. still feel like I've known you for these 15 years. Oh, yeah. but I find it interesting. We have a person who is, well, okay, Asheville and Portland are two, or, or Portland, Oregon are the two, uh, only two temperate rainforests. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's in the world or in the continental United States. One of the two are both. But, North um, America. Is it just probably, North America? Probably. Anyway, those are the only, yeah, I think it's the only two. It's, 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 oh, as, as, right. Yes, as, as witnessed by the particular type of plant life, biodiversity and rainfall they both inhabit. There's a number of exotic plant species you'll, or at least t- exotic plant types you'll only find in those two areas. It's pretty fascinating. There are no coincidences. Larry, is this your doing? <laughs> <laughs> Arguably, yes. I won't admit it. I don't need you to. It was a a rhetorical question. I already have my answer. Otiano, how was your week? Whenever someone asks me that question, I have a hard time kind of summing it up because I... It happens every Sunday. I know, right? You think I'd have notes or some shit? No. um, My week was largely uneventful. I didn't get pulled over this time, so that was nice. Um, You went to a dancing thing on Friday. Dance. Oh, right, right. Went to an awesome dance thing, hung out with Sarah's mom. Did you like the dance thing? Uh, <laughs> you know the answer to that question already. Um, I, I I overthink everything, as some of our listeners and or some of our, our, my co-hosts may have noticed. Uh, so there was a section of the dance routine where it was um, very evocative of the um, kind of great builder period of the United States, the post uh, or was it just uh, was it the 40s post-World War II kind of thing. Um, Square dancing? No. Electro no, swing? No. Swing, jazz and swing. Uh, yeah. 20s and Squirrel nut zippers. What was, well, yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of, um, sorry, uh, pre-World War II. But regardless, the point of the matter was it was a lot of like um, art deco uh, styled lighting work in the background and very like industrial period US type thing. Lots of high-waisted pants with Oh, pleats. I hate high-waisted I hate high pants. But... 
the, I like low waisted pants. But the thing I, I took away from that <laughs> no I, wasted I, pants, no wasted pants. <laughs> I like to see just a little bit of ass crack. I was gonna say is there a, is that was a, in the second act. Yeah, <laughs> I was also a double entendre there someplace. But the point is um, that the the feeling I found evoked via the uh, thematics of the dancing and the costumery of the dancing. Um, reminded me of how like you had people like I think his name was Robert Moses who was one of the primary architects of New York City and um, he also part of the Red Sea did he not? Uh, <laughs> yes yeah, same guy love that guy <laughs> exactly um, but and how folk like him in that era in their shaping of various cities created some of uh, a lot of class and or race boundaries at the same time intentionally as part of the city's design like i may mentioned before there are some sections of new york where when they originally put up bridges and uh, uh, uh tunnels and so on they were intentionally designed so they were too too low for city buses to go through so that effectively prevented anybody who was you know not financially savvy enough to own a car or whatever else to be able to get to the public beaches so there's literally like structural things built into the city itself that because you can and he's quoted as saying yeah you can change laws but you can't change a bit it's a lot harder to change a bridge so how did we get here uh, again in watching this in watching this dance we're piece, talking about Otieno's week yes I, no in, no I just feel like I just this I, is where I we started Otieno talking so about Otieno's like, week what so are you you're at a dance where are you? party you're at a dance party I'm at a, no, no, not, not a dance party and now at a dance, dance performance the there's no dance party <laughs> at a dance performance and the dance piece is evoking a lot of this like the, the, the builder era of the US the, all, all these um uh, uh, structural and or it was Gershwin and there was a there was a, a skyline. skyline Gershwin the is that the brothers the bro, the Gershwin the, is that that's the, the Grimm that's the brothers Grimm no I think they're the ones that did also that starts did, with a G uh, uh, oh god what was we're that? interrupting that your week awesome musical Sorry. with the uh, it was kind of swing dancey jazz era and it was and it was kind of you know Otiana mm-hmm. were they dancing about architecture. The architecture yeah. was very architectural, actually. But the point of the matter We're being, about I found music. it unusual that 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 was that was that's what I felt was being invoked. And on the stage, you have like. You know, we're at we're at SMU, so there's like one like brown kid and one Asian kid and one, um, and they um, had to be bust in from other schools, (laughs) whatever. But the point of the matter is that's that's the representation on stage. You have like a tableau of like twenty odd or maybe even thirty odd dancers and a couple of uh, uh, token POC, and they're dancing to this piece. And I couldn't help but see the corollary and all of those things juxtaposed. You see one of Danielle's performances. We were lucky there were even any dudes on stage Danielle. at all. Danielle yeah. Giorgio, who used to be on the uh, host of the podcast. Mm. She has her own dance company. Did huh. you, do you know Danielle? I've seen her in the alumni on the page, I think. Uh, yeah, you need to, yeah, I, 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 I think you, you and Danielle would get along. She just oh, by the way, congratulations, Danielle. She uh, successfully defended her her shit, so now she's a doctor. What? Defend your shit. Good but, job, Doctor Daniel. So, <laughs> how on, was your week? On the whole, that, that pretty much that, that's that, that's the abbreviated apart from version. that, Mrs. Lincoln. How was the play? Oh my, um, my. But Mrs. Lincoln, did you like the the James Baldwin second act? The James Baldwin's. I'm not going to go in, any deeper into that analysis because I want to go get overly pedantic in my assorted intersectional and analyses of things. But the chain for my motorcycle came in this week, so I can finally get the sprockets replaced. And ride my bike again now that it's getting all nice and warm. And my buddy Larry's in town. And um, there it is. That's that's all cool. Oh, I'm about to pay off on my credit cards. What? (laughs) Larry, how was your week? Surreal. 
and it's still going. <laughs> would you like to expand on that, or you I would just like leave to that there? That. Um, and it, uh, the percentage is about ninety nine and a half. Uh, Lucky bastard. <laughs> 99 and a half what? A week ago. Uh, surreal. Luft balloons. <laughs> <laughs> a week ago today, I was helping uh, wrap up the fine art exhibition at Portland's Kinkfest event. Mm-hmm. The art exhibit is referred to as the Dirty Little Secrets Fine Art Gallery, um, in which I had six pieces on display and uh, was also a Volunteer uh, to help run the event over the entire weekend. Kinkfest is one of the biggest kink events, kink-themed events uh, west of the Mississippi in the United States. Then, two days later, and uh, with a minimal turnaround, uh, I was on a plane to uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, where my brother picked me up in the car, and we went starting Thursday morning to attend and... Uh, spectate at the Masters Golf Tournament, uh, which is mm. a one of those life <laughs> lifelong bucket list sort of things. That whose uh, bucket list is this? Uh, old cis white guys. Oh, but it's can, golf. Golfing is very confusing because now you? the golfers are got hot. Like they're all oh. hot now. <laughs> when before they used to be just people you didn't want to know, and now it's like, what the fuck? Who's this? Guy and they have names that you don't think golf like. Isn't there like a Rory in there somewhere? There, there is a Rory, although he's Irish, which is practically the people um. who invented it. <laughs> was, it was the Irish or the Scotch, or was it Scot- one of these Scotch Irish things? Uh, Scot Scotland is the okay. inventors of golf. Just want to be sure. I, wasn't, I, wasn't, I did not know that. that. But yeah, the golfers now they're they're younger and they're hotter, and you you know if it's on, you might not turn the channel as fast. I, I, I asked Larry earlier work on their swing. Wow, <laughs> swinging what? Um, very, I asked Larry very earlier. tight khaki <laughs> pants, where you can see the C's and the B's. John, um, I'm there's glad some abs and some pecs out there too. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was asking Larry if there's any overlap there. Did he see any familiar faces from Kingfest and the Masters? Unfortunately, none leapt from the crowd readily. Also Other than my own, <laughs> yeah. Which is you may be part of a very special niche market there, Larry. I'm afraid. Uh, I think so. And then, of course, uh, the next day. Or I should say Saturday morning. I was only there for uh, Thursday and Friday. And then Saturday morning, uh, after about one hour of sleep, I was on an hour and a half long Uber ride uh, from Columbia, South Carolina to Charlotte. How much does that cost? Um, It's 140. Um, It's cheaper than a taxi, I guess. Or or renting a car, for that matter, actually. Or renting a car, yeah. And that's why I did it. Uh, So there I was, and my Uber driver was obsessed with uh, philosophy and ethics. Oh, God, what a nightmare. Well, perfect for an hour and a half long Uber drive. With with, uh, with one hour, you know. He only does hour and a half Uber drives. (laughs) (laughs) You know, right? Uh, So sleep deprived, I'm on this, I'm having this hour long philosophical discussion or the hour and a half long philosophical discussion. Oh, right. About the leeches. uh, In in which leeches came up. Yes. And, uh, and then I got to the airport and this is why Larry and I are friends, by the way. Now here I am in Dallas and doing a podcast, uh, attempting to recap the entire (laughs) path that has led me to this point. You've really done a fantastic job. Thank you, Megan. You're welcome. (laughs) <laughs> Megan, how was your week? Oh, thank you for asking. Um, <laughs> Megan in her southern accent, yeah. which is deployed creatively. <laughs> I spent my I spent much of my week with CBD, which was terrible. Oh, so uh, we had a. I think this was this happened after the last podcast. We had a um, 
a stare down when I confronted him about his uh, uh, inability to be competent. <laughs> and so I f- I'm, I'm pretty confident that I won that one. And then uh, I went to a seminar on... A seminar. <laughs> was it on, both? Were that many? Was it too many on in the dance Thursday floor? about sex addiction. Oh, so it was a seminar. Oh, it doesn't It was exist. a seminar. Uh, well, uh, not some according people say. To the, the, uh, um, so, so I was a little skeptical. Um, it was run by a man who uh, has a. He, he listed himself as Dr. So and so. But. Uh, the letters behind his name did not have anything to do with PhD or MD or PsyD or any of that. Or RPH or whatever they call it. Or Big D. Or Big D. <laughs> and so I was like, this dude has a doctorate in divinity. I just know it. And he is running a seminar about sex addiction and porn. And I was right. Oh, hashtag unsurprised. No. But then, hashtag I was surprised. I don't know what the hashtag means. Later, when he mentioned in passing that he, he was gay. The uh, there we go. Uh, whoa, <gasps> whoa, there you go. <laughs> that he was gay and that he was married and that he had children. Married to a man, I assume. Oh, so, so, yeah, because you got the, he didn't. Uh, sometimes, he didn't say. I don't know if his wife gay, was at the seminar, yeah. so maybe he's 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 gay and he's married to a lady, and she just doesn't go to those things. That's what they know. want us to do. I've never heard Who's that argument. Who's they and who is they? Us? The people that we we want the to man? destroy. The They're like we're you're, we're not against gay marriage. You can get married to a woman. You're married. <laughs> yeah. You never heard that argument. Like that argument exists uh, out I there. I don't it listen exists. to any discussions about marriage anymore because I know how much bullshit it is. <laughs> so so I went to the seminar, and now I'm confused. And I and I had thought about this during while I was there. I need to talk about this on the podcast because. I was very convinced, like, this guy is... Because one of his points was that research shows, and I haven't looked this up yet, but I intend to, that porn changes the brain chemically. I'm into that, yeah. But everybody... Well, sorry. I'll go to the next point, and then I'll, then I'll do my point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and before that, define porn. Oh, oh we, Larry should define porn. I mean, if you're going to say that porn changes your brain, like... Why is Larry any more qualified than all of us at the table? But I want to, like, porn for 15 seconds, or porn for 15 years, or porn... Like, what's the argument? So that was was one of the things. But sugar changes Uh, your brain. Somebody had... Yes. So somebody had asked the question, like, um, you know, is it, like, what kind of porn that you watch, or is it, you know, what is it? And his answer was, uh, research says it's frequency. So... Um, he used so the running analogy. it continuously on a screen mm-hmm. in the background right. while it's you're going bad. about your daily business is I mean, probably considered. It's a also lot. bad for your no, career. It just right? changes your brain. That's all. <laughs> so, um, so he used the analogy of potholes. Like it creates potholes in your brain, and they don't get like, uh. filled up. Or, and I was like, hold on a minute. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and so I need to research for myself independently all of these things that he said but but the point is that like immediately i thought that everything he was gonna say was bullshit and then when he said oh i'm gay and i'm you know married and blah 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 did anybody ask if he watches porn 
uh, he, <laughs> this was the other thing. So, <laughs> Uh, immediately, like at the beginning of the seminar, he um, described himself as a recovering sex addict. Mm. And I was like, people, and this is, this is my own, I don't know if it's a problem, but this is my own approach. I'll call it that for right now. Uh, Anytime anybody tells me things that you shouldn't tell someone in your immediate meeting, this alarm goes off in my brain and, and it says, that person is fucking bonkers and anything that they say after this is invalid. That's probably not fair. But so he says, I am a recovering sex act. Especially, I can't believe I said that. Especially uh, in like a, a setting with other clinicians. Mm. Um, like, like, turning your baseball cap around and turning the chair around and saying, let's wrap, you know, this is not going to be a clinical discussion. So I don't really, I don't want to know those things about people that work in the field because it makes me even less confident about them than I already feel. Thank you, CBD. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't, um, very optimistic if you can believe that about the speech in the beginning. And then when he said that thing about the gay thing, I was like, Oh, wait a minute. Maybe everything that I thought was wrong. And then after that, I was like, how could something so small as that? Like just completely turn around your, so now I don't know what the fuck is going on. Um, so that's why you're confused. It has nothing to do with porn in the brain. No, 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 no. The porn in the brain thing. I'm very like, I mean, it's like the discussion we had earlier, like, okay, maybe I have a wine allergy, but if I'm not going to stop drinking wine, what difference does it make if I know if it's bad for me or not, right? And and we actually had a similar discussion regarding uh, porn and its neurological effects a couple weeks ago offline. Um, uh, I think it was you, you and Sarah and I talked about... Um, Did we talk about that? Y- yeah, just basically, uh, how else do you think watching a particular set of images when you're literally awash in endorphins and enjoying one of the most focused experiences you're going to have not going to affect your neurophysiology in some fashion but porn's always porn has always existed throughout oh, no, no, the I, very I agree. dawn of exactly man. it's, it, it's it is one of the driving out. portions yeah. of our biology period like you know from like um Samantha Paul just said the Venus to Milo dolls will for masturbation but in fact that's actually the way it's a whole different thing they but what uh the, the super curvy Venus to Milo dolls, a bunch of dude anthropologists were like, clearly they were, these were used by men to masturbate. And a bunch of other women were like, no, that's actually the view I see of my body it's when I look down and things. Venus to villain. Mm, thank you for the clarification. Yep. My, my apologies. Villendorf. Villendorf. Thank you. There it is. Milo Villendorf. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but regardless, there are, there are, however, images that have been used for that purpose of like, hey, I'm going to masturbate to this or hey, I'm going to, you know, carve this phallus or hey, I mean, for God's sakes, the Romans fucked a I never say that. I just go ahead and carve the phallus. There you go. But um, <laughs> why waste time? The, the the dawn of the internet, arguably, the fact that our information pipelines exist, the fact that we have the bandwidth that we have on the internet is a direct result of porn streaming video services. There is a direct corollary. The uh, the, the the prevalence of uh, VHS tapes back when VHS tapes ruled the world is a direct result of the porn industry what trying to make when so then, well, I guess what bugs me about it is that when when so-called, why do I say so, when experts... Mm-hmm. 
um, talk negatively about porn, it always feels like they're talking about it as a way that they don't themselves consume it. When I know that's total bullshit. So, like, when they say, hey, um, studies show that those who commit violent crime also consume massive amounts of porn. I don't commit violent crime at all. And you'll find porn in my place. You'll find porn everywhere. And it just makes me mad. And I'm sorry, when I said, when I joked, I was joking when I said that people are not addicted to sex. I'm, I'm sure that some people are addicted to sex and it you know, negatively impacts their life. I was joking on that because there are some people who say that's total bullshit, especially like, let's say, yeah. a politician gets caught cheating on their spouse and then their excuse is, I'm a sex addict and I'm going to go away for a couple of months into rehab and I'll emerge and then I'll get that great American comeback Absolved. story that we fucking love, you know. Well, the, um, in layman's terms, the definition of it is somebody who has a compulsion to have sex without any kind of feeling or... Oh, God, that's me. <laughs> no, no, no. But no. only for 15 I minutes. I thought that <laughs> about myself also. And then, and then he says, you know, like, feels compelled to. Like, I mean, it's been like, I don't know, five or six weeks for me. And I, I'm not like... Since you've had sex? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. I'm not like... Kind of. Kind of what? I get I get antsy after no. two. I get antsy after How two. How dare you? Do what's interesting about me, though, oh, is that you, like if I'm in a relationship... Please, for once, I tell us something interesting. I don't as compelled to have sex. But if I'm single... I search it out as if I'm never going to have it again. Hmm. You're like, I'm probably very nervous the most anti-sex of all of these people at the table. And I don't assume to know you, Larry. Excuse me, Megan? But I am absolutely assuming to know you at this moment. I am very much pro-sex in my... I'm just not okay. for like hours on end. <laughs> 15 minutes tops. Yeah. Can I tell you? Oh, I've only got so much. After the podcast, now that we've devolved, <laughs> my mom, whenever I mentioned you, John, which was not super frequently, but occasionally <laughs> she'd be like... 15 minute man. <laughs> 15 minutes. Studies show that 15 minutes is the average. What what, you, what the fuck? Are you, you have such a boring life that you can devote two hours to doing something that you can do in it 15 minutes. It depends where you live. And do other important shit. I have to say that like one of my favorite things about being in a relationship with someone or having a regular like long term or regularly occurring sex partner is when you can arbitrarily decide on a given day for no other reason than you have the time and the ability to do so to Are you spend doing the like a very white No, I'm not. I'm just talking normally. Thank you very much. But to be able to take an entire day to be just like, "Hey, you want to like you know, make brunch or order pizza or whatever and do nothing but like hang yeah, out drink oh and fuck God, for a day." I miss it. <sighs> Because that sounds Watching great. Watching okay, TV do that. with someone all day long just and doing, just eating garbage on the couch. And like, you know, touching your genitals a lot. Yeah. It's amazing. Because you can sometimes. And you don't do it all the time. But like, <sighs> well, you know what? I got some time today. Let's, 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 let's take some us time. I think it's fucking great. There's Literally. Some, I, there are some things I love doing and some things I love doing in bed, but I cannot imagine them doing them for hours on end. Lube. Lots of lube. <laughs> what are you no, going to get like, up and do, John? You can imagine. Uh, what, uh, anything. Be more descriptive, what, please. Finger painting? What do you mean, John? Come on. I don't know. I want to play some video games. Some oh. Like playing Pokemon. How How long do you poker. play video games, John? That's a lot. I, I'm not playing <gasps> video games with a different. dick in my mouth, Megan. 
Well, Although, I'm not having sex with a dick in my mouth, John. I told you that I am done with that. So, <laughs> wait a minute. I'm gonna, you and I'm that? the one wait, that's anti-sex, and you're wait, not what? sucking dick. No, I don't have to. So no. actually, actually, if we can, as segue- I get older, that's I'm gonna suck dick less because I don't have to do it. I'm like. Yeah, you have, you have other on. people do it for you. <laughs> well, that could Fluffers. be a thing. Let's, <laughs> no. let's actually let's actually get back to a very interesting point that you brought up that I really want to talk about. Okay, what's that? And that is Is you, this a dude weasels? Surprisingly no. Um this has stoats. to with the, the, the or, or stoats. This is the question you asked earlier about why that particular attribute of that person made you rethink your entire concept of them, i.e. they were gay and married with oh, a kid. Oh, 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 okay. oh I thought and you that made like them rethink the entirety of your, of their, uh, you know, um, divinity perspective on, a divinity-based, in quote, the perspective on their sex edition and the context right. that exists within. And I can provide a corollary that is, you know, hey, Otis, go talk about race again. But in an intersectional sense, insofar as um, there and uh, you know no shade John but there's a huge issue with no pun yeah uh-huh. <laughs> wow nice um, there is there there is an issue within uh, the black community and the gay community insofar as some it seems as though by my estimation that some gay white men are only mad that their gayness provides them less access to their privilege you would assume hey you're gay you have some understanding of what it's like to be other. But in I actuality, I assume that about people. And this is my point: is that that that, that gayness was this like, oh, cool. He knows that. And I actually, as, as a new policy for my dating life, is I try to. I'm going to use this word incorrectly. I try to date folks that have at least two othernesses, two intersections. Like I'll be totally cool with dating a um, straight black woman, or I would date a gay black man. But I would be less excited about dating a gay white man or a cis or a cishet white woman. You need to send a mass text out to all of those gay white men that you just, you know, met up with. I'm fair. Hey, my okay. What, what, my what I got from that, the end of that seminar was that I am still, and I'm disappointed in myself, but I am still subscribing to this idea that people are more um, woke few dimensional than they actually are Uh, right mm. so somebody is either all good or they're all bad Uh, and there are no such people mm -hmm. right so so i'm i'm just trying to flatten the identity of people so that i can uh decide very quickly yeah Mm -hmm. it is easier Mm -hmm. decide very quickly um whether or not i like them so i can go on Mm. and that's not fair to anybody Mm. including myself Mm -hmm. so should we go to Hot Topics? Yes. We should. It's a good place to go. Hot Topics. You just caught the end of that, Larry. <laughs> it was pretty catchy. We could yeah. play it again if you'd like. <laughs> it's it's La Tigra okay. if you're interested. Yeah. Are you aware of La Tigra? I am not. Oh. Oh. Why do you hate women? Oh, you shush. <laughs> you. I still feel like we, we need to further introduce Larry. Yeah. What I'm like, my hot topic is porn and Tell Larry's us some more about you, Larry. <laughs> okay, I don't entirely know what just happened there, but <laughs> I have a question for you. Um, Turn, we don't answer you questions. What uh, is the definition of porn? Mm-hmm. What is porn? Uh, and how to differentiate it from other uh, types of content. 
uh, I deal with this all the time as an erotic art curator. Um, and I love porn too. So I'm very supportive of that, but I do understand that there's a difference and you don't necessarily want to put the pages of hustler on the wall and call it art. Um, so I'm dealing with the problem. What did you want to say something, Sarah? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I just think that sounds really nice. Oh, okay. To put the yeah, to put hustler them. pages on the wall. Okay. <laughs> so here's my question. Uh, you know, She's uh, very woke. The um, am I? <laughs> the classic line, of course, is I don't, don't know, know it. what porn is, but I know I yeah. see it. Um, I have come up with a slightly better definition, and I want to see how it works for you guys. Um, porn is content that has no further interest for you in it whatsoever once you're done masturbating. Ooh. Oh, no. Hmm. Ooh. Wait a minute. That's like everything, including <laughs> cartoons. <laughs> I'm done with this cartoon. <laughs> I am done with deliverance. Did you just f- define addiction, though? Like, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not trying to no, when address I, addiction. After just, I ejaculate, the first thing I do is close that browser. Done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But there are some porn studios that are trying to produce... Uh, content that has a little bit more of an artistic value, like Cocky Boys, mm-hmm. where they try to differentiate themselves from other porn studios by, um, by having, I guess, like a higher. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and there's a lot of creators, content creators out there who uh, are aspiring to this, and mm-hmm. it's there's a conundrum there. How do you come up with the ultimate uh, art porn uh, and art, then meaning that it has aesthetic value beyond the. Like they, they think, yeah, they think about the shots. There's right. mul- multiple cameras. But what if used. I can't come to aesthetic value? Then there's always yeah. Beauty is not enough. <laughs> there's right, gonna be some dirt uh, there, and, and sometimes it gets in the way. And you're an X tube girl. That's fine. Um, so, so to me, that makes it pretty easy to differentiate, right? Um, and so there you go. If you're looking for a definition, that seems like it works for me. But what if it's like a catalog, and then you're like, oh. I'm finished. Also, I'd like to order these pants. <laughs> what about that? And this toss pillow. There's well, also, then you're just a consumer whore. <laughs> yeah. There's also the question Doesn't of the intent. Doesn't that include though. all of us? It does. There's also a question of the intent of the creator, though. There is stuff that is created ostensibly. How are you to, to be... know what the intent of the creator is? You don't. But also, let's not forget, there are plenty of folks that get excited by trees. I mean, people get excited. There are? Yeah, there's actually yeah, a, there's a real Who are these episode? fucking weirdos? You know them, I'm Weirdos, why are you kink-shaming people that are into trees, yo? Because anybody that doesn't do things the way I do them is a weirdo. And and should be ashamed? Yes. Yes. I already said that weeks ago. I don't know why this is news to you. Hey, I don't know about you, but like some turkey trunks do get me a little little excited. But the the point of the matter is... Bizarre. (laughs) The point of the matter is that in some cases, uh, and this is me just playing pseudo depth devil's advocate here, the regardless of the intent of the creator, there are people that will draw erotic value and and even pornographic value from whatever thing it is that you've produced. Mm-hmm. So there is it's less of an of a direct statement as it is dialogue in some cases when it comes to what qualifies as um, something erotic versus something pornographic. I, I, I mean, please discuss. <laughs> so Lair if bear. I present you with something that I intended to be artistic. You are aroused by it. You get off on it. 
then once you're done getting off on it... Not in the gallery, hopefully. <laughs> well, maybe in my gallery. There you go. <laughs> he did just come from Kingfest. They have a dungeon and everything. Um, if the piece that I've presented to you, if after you're finished with your onanistic <laughs> practices, mm-hmm. uh, you're, 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 you're turn away and you're like, that's no longer interesting to me, then mm-hmm. as far as you're concerned... It feels like that's that's porn to you, mm. uh, even if it wasn't something that I created with the intent of it being porn. So porn is a Kleenex, is what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, that, which is a generic. Which, by the way, I, I still like. I like Kleenexes. <laughs> yeah, helpful. but why do you like them? So two things: number one, <laughs> technically Kleenexes, and number two, <laughs> no, and, and number two, Kleenexes. And number two, <laughs> I would actually be inclined to agree with you in the case of, regardless of the viewers interaction with the piece it's whether or not it holds value for them beyond that further than the next time they wish to interact with it in an onanistic fashion that's what he's saying right i, I agree i agree because it, just because someone draws sexual pleasure from something if, if uh, a if they draw other experience um basically that something that is non-pornographic can still have value out or something that is pornographic to one person can still hold value as art outside of that. That's how I know that knife fights aren't pornography because I still enjoy them outside of the orgasm. <laughs> noted. For so many reasons, noted. I'm still going to watch it mm-hmm. after I've, you know, gotten there mm-hmm. to see how it plays out. Like oh, who wins important. this fight? So I don't know. That, that begs the question of what portion is it that's exciting? It's not the actual win. That's a whole other question. All of it. So, but yeah, I, I actually, I like the definition a lot. And I can't help but think of, there was this product that you saw a lot in Japan. I know it exists on Adam and Eve sites and so on. Um, the one that I saw was called the One Shot. And it's <laughs> one of those like disposable fap sleeve type things where it's literally like a plastic thing. I think I discussed these before. It's a plastic thing that you can either very carefully microwave and put your finger in it first to check or you can uh, or you can otherwise warm and then use it's not designed to be cleaned right, it has lube right, internal right. to it and everything you penetrate the thing do whatever you're going to do and then toss it in the trash afterwards I always thought it was a really terrifying analog for like you know western society at large but regardless it would definitely qualify or as yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah or or so there you go or like you know masculine sexuality to a certain regard mm-hmm. uh, at least the, the toxic version but yeah I, I, I'll be inclined to agree with you I, I like your definition I, I feel like you're being supportive uh, in an argumentative way <laughs> I, I, I'm just I'm, I'm trying to feel out the, the confines of it or, or, or the parameters <laughs> right, of sure. it yeah Sarah no thoughts alright you had plenty of thoughts before like do models like you're, you're the subject of your art do they yeah. come to you or do you go to them or how does that whole thing work uh, mostly I seek them out um, mostly they're friends, uh, oh. the vast majority. Uh, and your artist photography. That's correct. Now, uh, do they have, so is this something like, do they have the particular kink that, that you're um, memorializing yes, no, actually, or is it like how that, that's like, you get the kind of question that like, okay, this, yeah. so I got a really nice essay written about, uh, being a model for me. Uh, one of my models, uh, you can find her on FetLife. She's her. Uh, user ID is Lilith Noir, and she's super awesome. And she, I, I did, we did a session in which um, I was doing something I'd always wanted to do and never had the opportunity, which was a splosh scene. What's that? Uh, which is food. Oh. Uh, it's basically food smeared, you know, all over. And it's totally not her thing. 
And she did it with me because she knew how uh, much it meant to me. And she really enjoyed having the experience of fulfilling something that I had wanted to do for so long. And uh, that really meant a lot to her. And so uh, does that answer your question? Mm -hmm. Is that uh, kind of uh, mostly I tend to take a documentary approach where I just sort of let the model guide me. But this was one of the rare occasions where there was something I really wanted to do and and, uh, we got to do it. Uh, Is there anything that you really want to do that you haven't done yet? Um, I think I might want to do a water sports scene. Um, I, I want to shoot more. That has to be tricky <laughs> to do <laughs> right. because lots of hydrating. Well, you know, there's a lot of good underwater cameras now. Because <laughs> water skiing is hard how, enough. Like something, because I was thinking like scatological type mm-hmm. of porn. I'm not into it. And it, a lot, oftentimes. poop? Yes. Oh, isn't, I think water sports is kind of. No, you said there too. It's not scatological. No. Okay. There's water a, sports. One is pee. Uh, one is poo. Okay. <laughs> uh, water sports is just, is just pee, <laughs> not poo. Like oh, that's I thought not we were my talking thing. about water skiing. So, so when when water sports is you know if I'm watching an erotic film, and water sports is introduced, I'm immediately like yeah turned off. So it's going to be interesting how you well, film that in, in, a, in an erotic setting instead of a pornographic one. Right, and I think that's. Uh, the extra level of attention and care that you have to put into it to explore that dimension, the erotic dimension, uh, kind of focuses, would focus me as an artist. I have a question about the, the food porn thing you were talking yes. about. Does that include cheese pizza? <sighs> I um, was going to ask you to be more specific about your your food wait a minute i want an answer to the cheese pizza question it hasn't come up in my pursuit of that fetish i'm sure it's out there megan would you like to be photographed (laughs) (laughs) okay so sarah to answer your question um in particular this i want a gif of that moment (laughs) (laughs) wouldn't we all Um, except for me the session that we did was uh uh the the food product in use was catalina dressing Oh, hey, there was actually a really awesome... Okay. Isn't that red, though? Yes. Yeah. There was a great shoot a while back where... Um, One just looked like it's all bloody? Yes. Yep. There oh, was, um, okay. That was the point. Oh. Larry, <laughs> oh, I shoot a while it. back where this... Um, I forget. I've forgotten which one of the uh, of, of, a, of the lingerie producer of Victoria's Secret, but uh, there was some major producer of women's clothing, be it lingerie or otherwise, that put out a very condescending call for plus size models. Mm. And I mean, if it's a call for plus size, that's pretty condescending. It so. like I said, uh, on a they it. put out a very the, the way I, I'm was trying to this Montgomery Ward. I'm, I don't recall who it was, but the way they addressed it was that way and worse. And in response to it, one of the models submitted a, um, a, a collection of photographs that was, you know, basically, since, you cl- since this is how you clearly view women that are shaped <laughs> like me, my response, there's one photograph I recall of her, like, in a bathtub full of ranch dressing eating fried chicken. I mean, this photo shoot's amazing. And one of them involves, like, her in a pool eating, like, an entire rotisserie chicken. Just, like, totally playing up, like, okay, this is how you fucking see us? Okay, cool. And it's easily one of the most brilliant pieces I've ever seen. Did it make it into the publication? Uh, 
No. Get out of town. But I think they got the message because they changed up their ad campaign. You think they got the message? Do they ever get the message? Well, this one in particular seemed to kind of like, you know, back off a little bit. I've got a question. Yes. Are kink and fetish, are they interchangeable? Are they the same thing? So we got porn, we got kink, we got fetish. Fetish is pathological. That's diagnosable. Okay. I I use them interchangeably. Hmm. Um, You're wrong. I, I I think there's a lot of people who artistically and then pathologically they're different. <laughs> I think a lot of uh, I observe in my community that a lot of people equate kink and BDSM, which I mm-hmm. think is a mistake because I don't think isn't kink much more general. Than I, I would think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah including like the the splash uh, kink is a kink that does not involve power exchange. Um, but I thought that would be more of a fetish, like that. Like the men that or get the off real on, world on women crushing things with their feet, right? And like, and like I said, I don't Kong. differentiate, so yeah. I would say it's a oh, food fetish or a that food cake either that way. Was my bad. The that deviant bad. preference is one in which women are on top and men. <laughs> I, I do like the the, uh, the fetish the uh, what's it C F N M fetish. Oh, me too. Yeah. I like that, that one. Yeah. Clothed female, naked male. I like that clothed, one. Clothed, um, like in a, like a sweat suit or... <laughs> the, the, the women can dress however they like. Okay. Um, including sweatsuits. Including mm-hmm. sweatsuits. Okay. So whatever's casual, whatever makes them feel sure. comfortable. Jeans and And then whatever. the men are naked and serve, are serving them, basically. Okay. Um, so it, yeah, uh, it, it's really fucked up that that's a fetish because that the, <laughs> tells you how... <laughs> How far removed it is I'm from like, the that reality just of things. The table right now. So right. I have to. I have to give a quick reach back. This is for a, a second Sunday. Here. This is the Lord's Day. So two things. Number one, the agency in question, or the uh, was American Apparel, uh-huh. and oh. secondarily, uh, more, more importantly, um, it's Dallas actress Nancy Upton. It's a fucking oh. local that did oh. the photo shoot. <laughs> we should the, get her on the, the American pod. Apparel yeah, photo shoot. Yeah, because. Yeah, this shoot was fucking amazing. I'm telling you. Yeah, uh, American Apparel is, you know? is oh, particularly nice. disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I would blow that up and put that yeah, on the wall. Yeah, I mean, like, I would hustler too. She, but. She, she did some amazing stuff. It's nice. It's a really I'll, they're I'll, disgusting. I'll put a link in, the comments. in print and in reality. I'm so serious. We need to try and get her on the podcast. Yeah, so yeah. she lives here. Yeah, if it, anybody it, knows it, her, so does Stormy it's Daniels you, right? though. Yeah, I was back in 2011. on the around. I, I think we might be too small time for Stormy Daniels. <laughs> let's let's. Uh, let's I'm sorry to say, our five listeners she do seems, not. She's pretty blue collar. I don't know if she remembers where she's from, though. No, that's you um, know. Yeah, she's winning. You blue, never know. She's winning blue ribbons on the equestrian circuit with her daughter in Dallas. I'm, I was kidding. Uh, oh, that's right. She is from Dallas. Well, she's not from here, but she lives here now. Ooh, girl. The cat I mean, it's a base, from the WWE. She also lives thing. in Dallas now. The cat, former. Mm. That was her stage name. I want that one too. When she was oh, oh, oh! I thought you meant there was a cat. Okay. Dude, I had a dream that I'm obsessed but, with last night. But wait, John. I, but yes. But do you have a hot topic? <gasps> yeah, I do. I want to tell my fucking but, dream first. Okay, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we go on to that, this is related to what we just said about being from Texas. I just want to note my dream very briefly <laughs> that today is the one year anniversary of the um, times when I started coming back to visit Dallas before I decided I was going to move here. And you oh. made it. April. Do you April remember, of do you last how, year. Megan. And then I went home and I was like, hey, boyfriend, guess what? I'm moving to fucking Dallas and I don't <laughs> care what you're going to do. And then all of this. 
Megan, so, do you remember yeah. how back when we were in grad school, mm-hmm. how you were going kind of to grad school in Dallas, yeah. but you were living in another state in Illinois, and you would fly down <laughs> to <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> my and I would and I would commuted. pick you up from the airport. <laughs> yes, I and do drive remember. You to school every and week. I thought, like, what a deal this is. My friend John <laughs> from high school lets me pay him twenty dollars to pick me up from the airport in the morning and drive me back at night. This is such a great deal because it would have cost me eighty dollars if I had taken a cab, and there was no I Uber like at the time. time. I, I forgot it was that amazing. You paid me though. Oh well, <laughs> that's offensive to me because I did pay you twenty dollars a day, <laughs> which means twenty dollars a week. So it was on. And I was in but, grad school too, so I needed that twenty dollars. So I, so I lived in Illinois. Cheese pizza, baby. And. Uh, <laughs> Cheese pizza is cheese not pizza. even pizza. That's like bread with All some right. cheese on whoa, it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Then there's, then there's fighting Slow words. down. Fighting words. So, so I would come on Tuesday mornings. John would pick me up from the airport. I, there was a direct... It was very much to my advantage. There was a direct I'm sorry. You attended from, grad school one day a week? Yeah. Just, the, just at the end. It was the last semester. Okay. Well, but I had three classes that day. Ah. Right? So it was the last semester of grad school. And I found that it was cheaper for me <laughs> to because i was living in uh, champaign urbana illinois it was cheaper for me to finish my last semester of grad school by buying a ticket to illinois and then paying for tuition for three classes as an in as an out-of-state student was this when you were working at the strip club no 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 that was way before um and then um fly back so airline tickets and tuition was cheaper than going to the university of illinois as an in-state student it's not crazy right so that's what i did so i flew for one semester i flew here every tuesday morning came back went back to illinois every tuesday night and uh the first class that i had during that semester uh everybody we did this round table and they were like oh i'm from blah 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 and you know, Plano, and I would do this and whatever. And I said, I'm from Illinois, and everybody goes, <gasps> <laughs> and I'm going back tonight. <gasps> and I'll be here next Tuesday. <gasps> see you next Tuesday, you see you next Tuesdays. <laughs> the end. Nothing if not physically re- fiscally responsible. Yo, so, so, so responsible. I had a dream I ad- adopted a boy cat that was had blue fur and i'm now obsessed with adopting a boy cat that has natural blue fur blue that's it gray, that's the end of the dream right. yeah but but look kind of bluish there are there are russian blues but they're notorious for being kind of like a, a, a like very very deep gray and they're kind of hypoallergenic they that their Maybe fur apparently means is not that you need to reactive to a lot of folks i feel bad because rue is adopt very a blue sweet pit bull like a dog. Oh, I can't have a dog. Why? Because I'm not. I'm, dogs what? need attention. They need attention. Megan, you just time. want the dog by proxy. Stop it. She does. Yeah. <laughs> I would. I mean, I would love John, a dog. I don't I want to talk about a pug. I'd love to have a pug. I love pugs. But John, pugs I, are dogs, you know. <laughs> I dreamt that I was working at a university that came a, a Japanese concentration camp, and I still work there. Should I? Should I? Should I go with that? Or should I, I, don't should I let it go? Philip K. Dick says you, you should Sarah, just continue on with that because that's going to work out fine. I'm appreciating you less and less <laughs> the more you talk. <laughs> I had a really... Whoa, 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 what? I'm just kidding. Girl. I love you. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Blue cat. So, John, that's in your dream, terrible. how did you topics. know that the cat was male? Because he had balls. Mm-hmm. It was a little boy oh, cat. Why would you have a cat? It was a kitten. It was a little kitten. It was a... I lived in like... 
an apartment building that had stairs and this little cat like i heard meow 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 and i was like what is that what is that and it's a little cat and i and nobody wanted to adopt this cat and i was like i will take this cat and then i had to talk to jimmy i was like jimmy i'm adopting this cat and he's like we already have two and i'm like no we have three and <laughs> dreams, <I> woke up. <laughs> look, dreams don't mean anything it was a little kitten though and i had a dream last night that i was back with my ex-boyfriend so i could be with my dogs it's not the right thing to do. And dreams don't mean anything at all. No. But what <laughs> they don't. Yes, they do. Okay. You can find insight from your dreams. Oh. And I and I can control my dreams too, which is I find Lucid interesting. Lucid dreaming's amazing. Oh, you can. Some people cannot. No. And yeah. John, I feel like your dream is the least insightful. <laughs> you actually need fewer blue-haired cats than you have already. I keep having dreams that my brand new dreads are, well, not brand new, my new-ish still baby dreads uh, uh, break brand off new. and or fall out. And so, that's typical. Well, that's the thing is I, I need to retwist so bad it's starting to like affect my dreams. I'm like, no, 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 I need, they need to be okay. I'm freaking out. Shit's kind of had- crazy. Larry, do you have any dreams you'd like to tell the group about? Just of being on a podcast in Dallas that talks about nothing. That dream. I'm Tell one us right about now. that dream. <laughs> so surreal. Yeah. We should have the sign Whatever that little bullshit is between scenes. I hated that show. Hot topics. What other hot topics are there? There's one big one that both John and I kind of intersect on. Is there anything else anybody else wants to go into for before we go into that? The only thing that happened. Should this we do the bumper again? Shit we, we, that no, made why me the angry. bumper again? No, because <laughs> we're gonna well, go back into hot topics but after we, taking a little detour. Arguably, we kind of were the entire time. It was I a, do like the second bumper idea. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> Just to remind You're everyone. Ugh, apparently, I am. <laughs> well, it's a shame Larry couldn't hear the bumper no. because no. Um, I don't know. I, so like, Megan's showing Sarah a photo, and oh, they're uh, disagreeing on which, it. Which which platform is that on, Megan? Sarah and I decided to join a dating website. Which, which one? She hasn't done it yet, but, but I went ahead and Which one it. is it? Which is the one for the I'm sugar daddy? I don't want to say. I don't want to say. That's the one that you need, what? looking for a sugar daddy. I know that it's not I'm okay offended cuban. by that. Why? Please explain. Why? 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 I don't need someone to support my but lifestyle. But John does. They can get a dog. <laughs> What's wrong with... I mean, that hits yeah. a little bit too close to home, Sarah, and I really do not appreciate that. Girl! Spicy! <laughs> Okay, so that was a nice bring around. How, how many sugar daddies? <laughs> that do was you a nice have? reach around that you yeah, did there. Yeah, yeah. Megan, what's wrong with having a sugar daddy? If yeah. I, I'm okay with having a sugar mama. What's up? What the fuck? What's wrong with that? It's different for women. You're right. It is, but what's wrong with it? Because I don't want to continue the tradition. That's why. But if you're the one who's staying to find the boundaries along which your relationship takes place, then how are you disempowered by that interaction? How Larry, is that is then a sugar daddy? I set it up. And I I'm just sorry. Say again. How is that then a sugar daddy? <laughs> you're you are presuming a certain power dynamic when you state that phrase. And there's also a website called Seeking Arrangement that manages to get away from that phrase. That's the seeking one that I was what? Looking for. Seeking arrangement. Yeah, a and rage ra- arrangement. I know oh. you're excited by the word rage, but why? <laughs> yeah, now I'm no less interested. And your arrangement <laughs> could be that I get angry at you and beat you repeatedly, and you pay me money, and then seeking arrangement covers all those. Oh problems. well, that's never going to happen. But speaking of which, this does segue neatly into John and I's topic. Yeah. Oh, do you, you have a topic? Okay. Yeah. Um, John, you start. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't don't know the name of the law. It's, you know uh, the name of the law. The, uh, Sesta slash Fosta. Fosta is the current incarnation that sailed its way 
through Congress, Congress recently and is theoretically going to be signed by the president in the near future. What are you talking about? It is uh, basically, okay, FOSTA stands for the Fight Online Sex Trafficking Act. I'm going to sneeze. Uh, hold on a second. And, and as a result, Salud. as a result, the personal section of Craigslist and Backpages.com have been taken off. So, yeah, to be clear, what the law stipulates is that um, platforms such as, be it Facebook, Craigslist, um, any host of other uh, Reddit, whatever you want to call it, um, in basically any, it used to be that if you posted whatever on the internets, be it, you know, threats against whatever or, you know, soliciting sexual activity or whatever else, um, you were liable for those postings. The site, the medium upon which those were posted had I'm nothing sorry, to do with hold anything. hold on, Megan. Sarah, what? Can OTN is speaking, please. I'm listening. Show him respect and listen to what he's saying. As she swipes. <laughs> Regardless, the, the people posting were held responsible for what they posted and not the actual medium by which they were posting these things. This new law states that if, in fact, sex trafficking or solicitation for sexual favors or anything of that nature takes place in those platforms, the platforms themselves can also be held liable for the fact that that particular traffic is taking place on yeah. their sites. And, what that, and, and the intent behind it was... So it's not illegal activity in general, it's it is specifically, specifically sex that work. type of, exactly, and the intent was to try and reduce or stop sex trafficking of minors or people that were not consenting to that kind of behavior. Any kind of exploitative, exactly, which is a fine and delightful aspiration to have. But because of the way online platforms work, as opposed to them fine tuning and going through and creating algorithms and or filters that try to figure out which ones are folks that are doing criminal activity that does not involve consent as opposed to people doing, you know, in many countries illegal but still consenting sex work, they just shut down the sections of their websites entirely along which those messages may have taken place. So Reddit has closed all of their seeking arrangement yeah, style Craigslist forums. Craigslist got rid of their... chose to shut down they, 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 just because they don't want, want to be and, and liable. Yeah, and that's the issue is yeah. Congress thought, hey, we're going to do this thing and these tech giants or whoever will go through and, you know, in order to conform with the law, will do what they have to do. And the tech giants are going, why do we want to be in any way, shape, or form anywhere close to being liable? We're just going to mm-hmm. shut it down altogether. And so as a result, a lot of, uh, there was a lot of celebrity advocates for this law is going to protect children or this law is going to stop sex trafficking. We, meanwhile, the sex workers are going, number one, you're making our lives an order of magnitude more complicated because you're destroying the forms that allowed us to maintain some, maintain some kind of accountability and or... Um, operate in a fashion that allowed for some visibility and or keeping track of our these Johns are dirty lists or mm-hmm. whatever else. Or just you're, a way to make money. Exactly. And and what you're doing is not going to actually address the problem of the situation. It's just going to make our lives more complicated and people are still going to participate in whatever crazy, sketchy sex trafficking stuff. It's just going to push us and them further into the deeper bowels of the dark networks, even harder to track. And more people are going to end up doing like, street walking yeah. stuff yeah. or getting exploited or whatever else. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is the law is still in the president's desk and there's no sex workers who were at the table discussing the law because of our prudish um, you know interactions with sex work at large and um, it's again it's it's basically them trying to simply solve a very complex problem and Craigslist personals that wasn't just for sex workers that was for anybody that was looking for an anonymous blowjob exactly but they've shut it down altogether because you know anonymous <laughs> blowjobs are the worst thing ever that no congressman has ever received ever in their lives it's the worst thing ever apparently I mean, isn't it better? It just like protects the identity of both parties. Um, I, I, I'm a. I'm clearly being facetious, and 
B. Um, as much as I, I understand that, I'm calling out to call out our collective facetiousness. Don't talk <laughs> to me like I don't. Yes, our, 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 our facetious facetious species. Species, yes, our species. <laughs> but like Otiana says, that, and like I said earlier, is that in a way they just cut out a pathway to, to investigate actual crimes, you know? Because they had this, if, if, they, if they think, or if they have some data that shows that, that uh, sex traffickers use Craig platforms like Craigslist or Backpages to um, peddle their shit by closing that down, they also closed down the means to investigate it, exactly. to protect people. Well, um, uh, Backpages.com was, re- uh, there's, there's, there's Craigslist, Personals, and Backpages.com, two separate services. And Backpages.com, as of this week, the end of this week, was uh, uh, effectively shut down and confiscated by the FBI so they can so it makes control it hard, the record. It just makes it harder for them. Yeah, yeah, but they're basically using the sites as repositories to, I mean, so to back up a little bit, let's not forget that, you know, throughout history, be it, and I'm going to make that reference because, you know, we have to at some point during the podcast. Every everything from like Nazi Germany's like oh those Jews and those crazy like you know baby drinking rituals to wherever else. Everybody goes oh but what are the women and children? Oh but what are the women and children? That is the I mean that's where England got excited about its internet regulation laws. Oh child, but I'm not saying that child porn is not a horrible thing. Mm-hmm. But right, I'm I, you, you'd really They're hope the that, worst at it. <laughs> let's just hope that at some point there we're going is. to stop. You know, reacting on a hair trigger to the invocation of what about the women and children and actually dig into addressing well, the issue. No test case for free speech has ever involved someone saying something that everyone agrees with. <laughs> I, I, this is also true. Poverty is bad. You're right. I hate it. Fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's. But every single time, you know, those issues come up, they're responded to in the same ineffectual, you know, using a thermonuclear warhead to address mm-hmm. mosquito style pro- style problem solving we have a it's uh, almost as if they don't really want to solve the problem it's almost as if you know and, and yeah. despite the fact that let, let's just do a casual shout out to like every single time the GOP comes in town watch Grinder and see what mm. happens in that particular town and not to equate all sex work with you know people just hooking up but let's be absolutely clear that human beings are sexual creatures they will get it on how they're going to be it involving a favor for favor or a cash transaction or whatever the fuck else so why is it that we can't just accept that and move on instead of, you know, not for, apparently clinging to our puritanical roots so hard that we're tearing up the entirety of the tree? What's the uh, despair.com poster about that? The, the demotivational poster it says uh, consultants. Um, shit. That was <laughs> waiting on you. Uh, if you can't be you. a. I want the poster that says consultants. Um, <laughs> shit. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was Which is also <laughs> right. entirely acceptable. They can pay me for that. <laughs> that, uh, that if you If you can't be a part of the solution, there's a lot of money to be made no, in prolonging the problem. That's the yes. government. That's, yeah. Well, it is, but despair.com says consultants. So we, we have a, um, we actually have a listener... Uh, topic that she wanted. Oh, we got to do it fast because we need to wrap about? it up. Oh, okay. Do you want me to say it or no? Yeah, say it. Okay. So this is this is what she sent me. So my friend works at Wayfarer. Wayfair. Oh, I love those commercials. By the way, Wayfair. especially the, the the one with the cute guy on the end that has a goatee and dark hair. I'm talking about. No idea what you're talking about. Very, very Your accent just got very pronounced. <laughs> Wayfair, you got what I need. Yeah, I don't yeah. even know what this is. Uh, customer support. She is who you would call if there was a question about a product. 
She makes commission on sales she makes over the phone when people call in. So Fox News, Laura Ingram. Mm. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Uh, made comments about school shooting victim David Hogue. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And said something to the extent of David Hogue isn't getting into any of the colleges he's applied for making fun of him. Uh, David Hogue made a tweet that was like, this is a direct quote. Yeah, they all I dropped mean, her and her show's yeah. been canceled. All sponsors <laughs> advertised no, during her oh, show. I was exaggerating. Should pull ads making fun of a minor and a school shooting victim. Not cool. Wayfarer pulled the ad uh, for the past couple weeks. My friend is getting 20 plus calls a day from angry Republicans uh, saying, quote, y'all are trying to take away our gun rights, blah, blah, (laughs) dump, insert, dump Trump jargon. (laughs) That might be a paraphrase. That may not be a direct quote. Um, Let's see. Uh, uh, so my friend's commission depends on ratio from sales uh, compared to daily incoming calls. Pretty much she's lost a paycheck from these assholes. Also, <laughs> who the fuck has the time to call in and complain about some Fox News twat? <laughs> <laughs> they say we are the snowflakes complaining about everything. Ellipses. See, I wonder if that that's something that the executives of Wayfair could address, if, if their employees are losing paychecks because of this. Well, I all feel right. like they should be able to say, okay, I mean, guys, we're going to help you guys way, right? out because it's not your fault. They we must have the anticipated thing. that something like this would happen in the history of Wayfair. Right? I don't know. I don't know if they necessarily would. Because really? I think Speaking... a lot of... No, I'm sorry, oh, no, please. I had nothing good to add. <laughs> Otherwise, the, they wouldn't be advertising on shows that oh, have any know, kind of political they, slant. I don't know right? if they really target. If I don't know how the advertising for Wayfair and these other big companies works, I think I don't think they specifically target that closely. I think it's just because Wayfair targets, or they they do their advertising across that. They do the big spread, right? Okay, I've seen them on CNN, I've seen them on MSNBC, that. I see them on ABC, I see them on NBC, I see them everywhere. And that would include Fox News, because they're trying to get the their name brand out there, right? Mm-hmm. And so when shit like this happens, they're like, hey, we're, we're go- the responsible thing to do is pull that advertising from, from this one program, and they did it. So, Larry, what were you going to say? Um, as someone who spent a period of time of my life uh, doing... Uh, phone support, customer support, tech support. No shit. Ditto, it hurts. (laughs) Um, I find it odd that Wayfair put its phone support people in the position of making money off of sales. Well, it kind of seems like shooting fish in a barrel because if somebody's calling in because they want to buy something, then... then Upsells. If you get... uh, Uh, No, but then when they call in, I mean, you would try to dissuade them from like returning something right 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 uh, 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 that makes sense but um nobody's but to, ever but to make your uh paycheck 
dependent, uh, not dependent, but uh, in some ways influenced by uh, your ability to get people to buy stuff while you're trying to simultaneously or help not them solve problems. Stuff. Right. <laughs> it could be, I mean, arguably, we're not clear on what her actual role is in the company as far as if she's in sales, if she's in please don't leave our service, right. if she's in right. whichever, or, or upsells because someone's calling to fix whatever issue. They, there's different companies address that in different ways. But to address her, her point of or her, her dig at least of how much time they have to call in to rant about this sort of thing and the um, implicit implicit privilege implicit privilege that could be indicated uh, indicated there. Yeah. Um, I wonder how many of these people are actually gun owners. I wonder how many of them are Americans because some of them could be a Russian. Yeah. <laughs> sure, why not? Well, um, because on Twitter, uh, all of a sudden, all these Russian bots start swarming in to protect uh, Laura Ingram. Hashtag Laura stand with with Laura. Yeah. It was shown that those came from Russia. I'm not surprised at this point. They're just pouring fuels over fires that pop up. Whatever. I, I, well, happens. what do you think about the argument? I don't know if this is where the listener was going. Where um, by by calling to boycott the advertisers on the Laura Ingram program, whatever the fuck her stupid show is called, that that some way is violating free speech. I think that... Because I think by the tone of my voice, you know what I think about well, that. Well, this is the thing. Let's be absolutely clear that free speech, as protected by the Constitution, has jack and fuck all to do with what a private institution chooses to do with its advertising dollars or chooses to do with any other private institution or its interaction with individuals. Free speech, as dictated by the First Amendment, explicitly covers the government's ability to restrict the speech of individual citizens. So it's a, it, it's a nonsensical argument in that capacity. And is that ever so infamous XKCD cartoon that makes its rounds around the internet every now and again, where basically it makes the statement that I just made, and in addition stipulates, and... In no way does the First Amendment also protect you from the ramifications of something you choose to say and right. being an asshole. Right. Yeah. And right. it makes a bunch of folks mad, then they're politely suggesting that you need to, you know, reevaluate your decision making process or leave the room or leave the conversation or whatever the fuck else. Mm-hmm. Um, now, granted, that last bit is very subjective as far as which social group and or whoever you're hanging out with. But regardless, the point remains is the First Amendment is in no way, shape, or form addressed here. The Second Amendment also. No one is saying you can't have guns. We're saying we need to be a little more careful about who can get guns easily. Because when or you can... what type of gun? Or, or just the fact that you can get a gun more easily than you can get a driver's license. Or, or get a blowjob on Craigslist now. Exactly. Or more easily <laughs> than you can get access to reproductive health. Yeah. Or more easily than you get access to a whole host of other things that directly affect the lives of others, which allegedly is the reason why they're so excited about um, uh, uh, guns in the first place or reproductive rights in the first place or whatever else so it's it's logically inconsistent and makes a lot of folks want to tear their hair out when it gets immediately equated with you try to stop us from getting guns well why do you want the guns why are you so intent having the guns in the first place who are you scared of sure anyway (sighs) yeah yeah it's (laughs) exasperating Are we done? Are we done? Are we wrapping it up? Are we wrapping it up now? I bet people wish that we were. You can't wrap it up like that. I'm entirely okay with wrapping it up like that. (laughs) For the record, everyone should wrap it up. This All right, wrap it up, wrap up. That was my, that was my yeah. saying. By the wrap way, wrap it up or up. The no butt. dudes feel like Wait, they what? should wrap it up to avoid unwanted pregnancy. Can't you have both? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not both? Well, you you should dudes wrap don't it. do that anymore. Put it in the butt, huh? 
What? <laughs> no. <laughs> Machines don't do that. I didn't say Why anything not? about butts. I'm just saying about condoms. Like, dudes dude. don't wrap it up anymore? No. I don't know who you're hanging out with, yo, but... Um, you need to get they, you one of them female condoms. These, <laughs> no. It's like a traffic line. Or, no. Or a no. trash bag. You know is, what? I do wow. enough. Shove it up. Tune in I don't think week. I have to... <laughs> no. No. I, Larry yeah, knows. I'm with you. He yeah. agrees. I do enough. I have to do with the periods and the Which fucking, is why I bring my own condoms like, when I right. Well, that's great. You also have tampons and pads at your house. And in my bag. More enlightened than any man that I've ever met. I Trying disagree. There's more there's more than one of us out there. There's not. not. It's just you. Tries so hard. so hard. Yeah, and I, we all should. <laughs> just put a condom on for Scowl. fuck's sake. <laughs> Which I, yeah, I actually like all them. of us should be doing that. You do? Yeah. It feels better to me. Wow. That's, should, by the way, that's if anyone, minority opinion. If anyone out <laughs> there doesn't know this, lube the inside of the condom. Oh, it changes everything. And it doesn't outside. just like and the, yeah. and the orifice off. doesn't matter. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't just I'm like asking him. Oh. I'm not asking you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my statement is uh, intercourse feels better with a condom on, and okay, oral probably not. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just uh, check the rest of the orifices. Only nerds do that. Yeah, it's like I, I will risk gonorrhea of the throat because I don't want to. I don't like the taste of latex. <laughs> Laugh in the microphone. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, that's legit. Or chlamydia. Wait, um, so it doesn't just like fall off when you do that with the lube in the inside of the. None of these use the right one, yeah. the right size. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Also, you, you, you lube. You can lube the front portions without lubing the actual I base and the seal at the bottom and stuff. I always thought that they kind of came pre-lubed. They, they have a little. It's sh- not enough. <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't use that word, and you did. And now that you've actually said it, I'm glad you used that Enjoy word. Enjoy the Inadequate. song. <laughs> Press play by the Layawakes, and we'll be back next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Oh wait, should we should we plug anything? Do you have like a oh, website yeah, or something wait, you want yeah, to plug? Yeah, hey, so, yeah. Larry, Come on, how can we? Your... Yeah, forgot about that. So, uh, Larry, no, how can you I have none of those things? <laughs> I have nothing to declare. Uh, yeah. Um, yes, you well, do. John, how can? By the way, uh, if how you can have any, people get in touch with us? Yes, if you have any questions, comments, harangues, rants, or whatever, we can be reached at letters at secretlytimid.com. Yes, and on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, all of which is just secretly timid. I personally can be reached at o underscore t underscore n underscore Oh, oh on I, Twitter. I still have to change the website on yep, that. Yep, yep. Anybody else have any shout outs? Megan can be reached. I at. think my Twitter now is Co opted by bots? No, well maybe. I don't I don't know what Well that means. if our Twitter still works, Megan Something can be reached at Meg the Merciless. No no no. It, oh. You no, got a new one? You didn't Oh like no, that that's a, I changed it's Meg the, the Merciless. Yeah, 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 it is, it is. And Larry I changed nope. the, the Instagram to like Jeffrey Crayon or Jeffrey Crayon? What? It was Washington Irving's pen name. Noted. <sighs> and Larry, how can you be reached on the I internet? live in a cabin in the woods, and <laughs> I prefer not to be reached. <laughs> Noted. And I, I want to thank all of you guys for letting me play this week with you. It was I, awesome. I hope you enjoyed it Thanks as much for as we coming did. here. Yes. Come you, back, Larry. Are you here? You did a fantastic job. And now, John can plug the song one more time, and we can actually say Yeah, goodbye. what is it? Uh, it's Press Play by the Laywakes. Right. Okay. Right. Bye for reals.
choose 